Teaching Ministry of Pastor Taiwo Udukoya, the Senior Pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shapen your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Last Sunday, we started looking at um, an aspect of the Bible. So this week, I want you to turn with me back to First Samuel chapter 30. And I want you to get ready because you're going to have testimonies. In the name of Jesus, you are going to have testimonies. In the name of Jesus, I mean testimonies. Testimonies of turnarounds. In the name of Jesus. Testimonies of taking it back. In the name of Jesus. Testimonies of healings deliverances in the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise in Jesus' name. So first time I 30, I'm not going to go through the whole story. I just want to pick a bit of it for about 10, 15 minutes. Every time we come together, you say, why do you always talk that way? Because that's what it is. Is that what you do? As much as possible, I try, you know. God is faithful, and we are malleable. He sees mercy still prevail for me by the grace of God. But that's what it should be. So why are you saying that to us? Because to encourage you to know that that's the expectation of God. And so if you know that, and you are receiving grace for that, then you will see God much more in your fears than you have seen him. You say, why? why but, but why is that, Pastor Taiwo? I mean, how do you explain Acts 10, 38? Everywhere. Not some places. Everywhere. Pastor, explain the one with the, the beautiful gate. Didn't he pass there several times? Oh, yeah. Because there are timings too. But everywhere he went, he was doing good. Glory be to God in the highest. As long as I know that I'm in his presence or he's in my presence, I expect something good. I always expect something good. He will always surprise me with something good. You see, really, it will be an aberration to get into his presence not expecting anything. And the unfortunate thing is that if you don't expect anything, even when you have uh, royal, royal gifts, smeared on you because you are not expecting tendencies you don't even know. Tendencies to think that it's not for me. But, but when you are expecting, you get. Glory be to God in the highest. And so, what attitude really is God expecting of me on a daily basis? God expects me to always expect of him to do something. But that's what he wants me to do. So if I'm saying that, no, 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 that's too much. Why are you only expecting something from God? You are worrying God. You are using human knowledge to define God's ways. You can never be right. <laughs> because the Bible says without faith you can please him. That's what pleases him. Come with faith. Expect him to be all that the word says he is to you. Expect him to get all that the word says he has given you. Expect him to be everything you can be to everybody that he has made you. And the truth is that you can never get to the fullest of it until the day you see him face to face. And that's why the path of the righteous is as a shining light and it ever shines brighter and brighter. Glory be to God in the highest. Another beautiful thing about this kind of 
exhortation or message is it will not only be preparing you for steady rise, it will checkmate whatever the devil is trying to do wrong there at that point, straight away. Because you've come to the knowledge and you're stepping into acting with the knowledge that you have. And the devil hates that. Praise the Lord. So someone say, I'm taking it back in the name of Jesus. Everything God has done for me, everything Jesus has done for me on the cross, everything God has given me that the devil has stolen or planning to steal, kill or planning to kill, destroy, try to destroy, I take it back in the name of Jesus. Glory be to God in the highest. Can I say this? For just making that statement, you have caused confusion for the devil. Somebody here. I mean somebody here. You know why? You said it in faith. Glory be to God in the highest. Okay, I just want to pick an aspect of this for consideration. Um, call it our Thursday meditation at the showers. Look at... Um, hmm. Let me take it from verse 6. David, now, David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved. Every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Then David said to Abiathar, the priest, Abimelech's son, please bring the effort here to me. And Abiathar brought the effort to David. So David inquired of the Lord, hallelujah, saying, shall I pursue this truth? Shall I overtake them? And he, God, answered him, Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them and without fear recover all. Hallelujah. And by the time you jump to verse 18, you discover that the Bible says, So David recovered all. Praise the Lord. So the, the aspect I want to pick out of this is the fact that David inquired of the Lord. Hello. So David inquired of the Lord. David's, David's recovery began from David strengthened himself in the Lord. Glory be to God in the highest. That was where his recovery began. That was what marked the difference between him and every other man that was there. Every man, including David, had suffered an unusual loss. Every man, including David, had no clue as to whether they would ever see their wives and children again. Every man, including David, has got all they had left in life destroyed with fire. I mean, they were decimated. Nothing was left. Everybody was equal. Uh And the next thing they thought was that, look, enough of these troubles. David, you've been the leader. You've been the one that we have been following. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 
Praise the Lord. Amen. And you being the one that is leading us and we have been following, you must be the problem. Because you have too many troubles. And so they thought what was right to do was to pick up stones and attack David. Now the question is this. You think that would have solved their problem? It would have increased their problem. How? Because they probably would have ended killing David and of course again regretting it. And then they would have lost an unusual leadership. Who particularly was keyed in the program of God till the end of the ages. They didn't even know who they, had, who they were with. But where I'm going is this. You can see the sharp differences between how man reasons and how God does. He says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways, Isaiah. A lot of times, as men, as women, we are ruled by our emotions. God has emotions too. But God is not controlled by his emotions. There are losses that we suffer that we don't need to suffer if only we allow the spirit and not our emotions. Honestly, emotions is the voice of the flesh. As against the voice of the spirit, which is the heart of God. So when the Bible says the, heart, the, the spirit and the flesh, I mean, they contend one against the other. It is for the man that is spiritual who is hearing the voice of God, but, and hearing and knowing what to do, but what to do is doused by the fact that his emotions or her emotions are talking too. So you battle which one? And everyone who is truly a child of God, who is truly born again, has this battle going on all the time. That's why it's difficult to forgive. But to remain unforgiving is to remain in the camp of the devil. That's why it's easy to envy the voice of the flesh. Every sin that you can ever conceive is through the flesh. And that's why the only thing that can stop the force of the flesh when he's pressing through his emotions and through the voice of the emotion is the word of God. It's the word. Nothing else. Because that's very contrary. No matter how pushed to the world you are, when you get into the world at that time, there's a checkmate. Hungry, tired, after 40 days, then the devil came and was suggesting to him, through his flesh, If you are the son of God, why would he even suggest bread? Because he was hungry. Come on. Because he was hungry. The devil will not just throw things at you. He will come in a way that will seem rational to you. 
He was hungry, he was tired. He was alone. But when you are under pressure, alone becomes loneliness. So he was lonely. So when he was saying, if you are the son of God, he was attacking his very essence. He was attacking the very word of God spoken to him, declaring who he was, his identity. If ever can get you to doubt your identity, you get to doubt everything. But why bread? Because the man with tear bread had to shred at that moment. He was hungry. Bread was very appealing. Devil not use what is not appealing to you to tempt you. And so what was readily visible for these guys was man, the Bible said they were distressed and haven't cried and could not cry anymore. They picked up stone. It was revenge. Hatred, revenge. But the Bible says David strengthened himself. Wow. So how did he strengthen himself? He asked for the present, for what we make for the presence of God. Then he made inquiries of God. Usually that's not the time we make inquiries. We are in the haste. We conclude a strike. And or we shy away from what God will have us do because we fear men, Madam God. We fear rejection sometimes. So they say, Should I pursue? If you observe, they say, Shall we? Say, Shall I? Shall I overtake if I do pursue? God answered, said, yes, pursue. And without a doubt, you will overtake. <laughs> hey! You not only overtake God, added his own. And I like God. He said, you will recover. I said, you will recover. I said, you will recover In the name of Jesus. <laughs> Nobody likes me. Nobody looks at me. They don't give me anything anymore. They don't even call me anymore. You see, you made a mistake because your reasoning has made man your God. God can use anything he's created. Can use any man or woman. Can use even children. He can use animals. Can use birds. Don't begin, to, don't begin to direct God as to how to solve your problem. I think that's rude too. And that's why the Bible says, he that believes shall not make haste. One thing we know, no man that puts his trust in him shall be put to shame. Open your mouth big, say, I can never, in the name of Jesus, never be put to shame. <laughs> glory be to God in the highest. I say, glory be to God in the highest. I see a new dawn. I see a new beginning. 
But David inquired. David would have made haste. But he that believes does not make haste. In quietness and in confidence, their strength abound. They are not in competition with men. You are in competition with yourself. How? God has set a target for you. And the only man that should be impressed and will reward your expert in life is God. Of what use if I conquer Lagos and I conquer Abuja, I conquer Accra, and God said, I didn't send you. God forbid. People will hail you. Eh? Before they hail you, in a band of five years, somebody, they are praising, hailing somebody else. You can't hang there, but they are hailing somebody else. And at the end of it, God said, Did I send you? I don't want to be involved with what God has not sent me to do. But whatever I send me to do, any strange inclusion, God will help me with them in Jesus' name. Because he said, the thief comes not before to kill, to steal, to destroy. If you look at it in contemporary version, he said, the only reason the thief would like to be like this with you because he wants to cut you short. So that means that this inquiry is a must. It keeps you totally discerning. You know. If you're asking God, you always know. I see a trajectory ahead of you. It is called victory. In the name of Jesus. You say, how do you know? He say, thanks be to God who always because it's us to triumph <laughs> in Christ Jesus. You see what I mean? Shall we rise? You don't come to a service like this and go back the way you came. You go back boldly, expecting things to, uh, to obey and fall in line in the name of Jesus. For two minutes, I'm just opening your mouth. Say, devil, you are a liar. Whatever you think you have stolen, you are trying to steal, I take it back in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and declare, declare. Don't look at anybody. They may not have anything they are taking back. You that know you have, say, I take. Say, in the name of Jesus, I take it back. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, I beat you down. I take it back in the name of Jesus. I overtake, hallelujah. I recover all in the name of Jesus. Glory be to God in the highest. I say I recover all in the name I recover all. I recover all in the name of open your mouth and pray. Pray, pray in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I recover all. My shakatala barabakasheteria. Mantorobosoni Bikeshala de Casaria. Whoever says you cannot come back, we are bouncing back in Jesus' name. Oh, glory be to God in the highest. You are getting better than you have ever been in the name of Jesus. Glory be to God in the highest. Father, we worship you. Father, we adore you. We give you praise, we give you honor. In Jesus' name we pray. You were attentive all through this service and you prayed that prayer 
I expect testimonies next time. I mean, within this one week, in the name of Jesus, I will give you testimonies. I say, I will give you testimonies. I will give you testimonies. If you are going to give some to say, I'm bringing my testimonies. We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, please contact us at the Founding of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries of Town Planning Way in Lupeju, Lagos. P.O. Box 698, Shomolu, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you and God bless you. Thank you.